You are now listening to the hottest station. WDJC-DV. DJ Chase Radio. www.djchaseradio.com Avatar was the number one movie. The Saints won their first and only Super Bowl. And the top phone was not an iPhone, nor a Samsung. It was an HTC Evo 4G. But on July 8th, 2010, all of that was eclipsed by just one man in his announcement. This is Champions and Chronicles History Sports Epics with Brent Reed. projected as one of the top, if not the top pick in the next NBA draft, if he were allowed to enter it. Bob Holtzman introduces us now to a player the scouts have been familiar with for a long time. To the ground for a jam! He goes to Brown all the way! To him a jam! LeBron James has about a 40-inch vertical leap unlimited range on his jump shot but the strength of his game could be his passing some of the stuff you do i sit back i look over at my teammates like dang i know he didn't just do that last season in 2002 we kind of all started hearing rumblings of a young man from akron ohio that was 17 years old by the name of lebron james the young man was so big his high school games were broadcasted on ESPN ahead of some professional games. The games were so big in his local town that they could no longer play in the high school. They had to move the games to Akron University, where it held about 6,000 people. In attendance of some of those people was Shaquille O'Neal at the time, at the height of his career, playing with the Los Angeles Lakers. He had to come see this young man play. The comparison started to grow. Who? Who is this LeBron? Well, Sports Illustrated and LeBron deemed him the chosen one. Where he, in 2002, might have been drafted if eligible at just 17 and just a junior in high school. That's how far ahead he was of everybody. But they would have to wait. But it didn't stop some from already comparing him to one of the greats, Michael Jordan, who played for one team, if you take out the Washington years after his second retirement, played for the Bulls from 84 to 98, where he would win six championships. Now, yeah, Bill Russell did win 11, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar also won six, but for some reason, Michael became the measuring stick in the NBA of what the best was, what the greatest was, and what defined a champion. Now here comes this young man, LeBron James, who looks like he's built to win on an NBA team right away. Now in high school, his game was more of a Magic Johnson style game, a facilitator. But because he wore number 23, they had to already compare him to the other 23. James is young enough to have been born during Michael Jordan's rookie season and talented enough that some say he might be the next Jordan. 
The two number 23s have already played together. I heard from uh, an NBA source that this summer when he worked out uh, with Michael Jordan that uh, the two best players in the gym were Penny Hardaway and LeBron James. For me, they could be compared to Michael, Magic, you know, Kobe, all the ones that's making so success in the league. You know, it's great, and I'm going to just keep working hard, and someday it could be another one that could be compared to me. James has... You could hear it in his voice. He was young, but you could hear how poised he was, even at a young 17. Fast forward a few years later, well, just a year later, now it's time. The opportunity is here. Who will take this young man at number one? Something that Jordan never had to deal with, that LeBron had to deal with, was pressure. Unrelenting pressure. Not since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar had probably been this much pressure. Larry Bird might be a close second because he was drafted to the Boston Celtics while still in college. But now here's LeBron James playing in Akron, really Cleveland, with a team that hasn't won anything ever in the Cleveland Cavaliers with the potential of getting the number one pick. And sure enough, enough balls fell where they got the number one pick. So the pressure for this young man grew even more. Because if he's drafted number one by the Cleveland Cavaliers, well, now he has to try to deliver a championship to his hometown. A city that had not seen a championship in over 40-something years. For a franchise that never won a championship. To a team where Michael Jordan, the man LeBron James was already chasing before he even entered the league, hit a jump shot that pretty much put him on ESPN for years and 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 years. Okay, not just ESPN, but YouTube, TikTok. The shot is still hurt. It's the shot hurt around the world. The Bulls win. The Bulls win. Jordan fist pumps the air. That's against the Cavaliers. And LeBron's going to get drafted to that team potentially. Well, one draft night, it happened. With the first pick... In the 2003 NBA Draft, the Cleveland Cavaliers select LeBron James. Players have been drafted before with tons of expectations, but none like LeBron. For the first time, a player was drafted with the weight of an entire city, not just a franchise, a city on his shoulders and the league because Jordan had now been out the league for about a year after retiring for the third and final time with the Washington Wizards. The league was searching for its new face. Yeah, it had Shaq and Kobe, but they were kind of iffy because they were bickering and everything was in the news and Kobe was kind of surly. They had Tim Duncan and the Spurs, but some would deem them boring. The league had not had that face of a franchise. They had not had that box office superstar. Well, here he is. With Chosen One tattooed on his back, he is now in the NBA. Finally. The issue became, though, well, how soon can he win? How soon can he impact the league? How soon will he dominate the league? Well, it took him two years to make the NBA playoffs, which isn't a big deal because they had to put together a team around him. And once he made the playoffs, well, he made an impact. In his first year in the playoffs, he made it to the second round, losing to a Detroit Pistons team. Up until then, pretty much owned the Eastern Conference. 
Then, in just his second trip to the playoffs, he did even more. He proved with just him, him alone, and yeah, him alone, he could deliver a team to the NBA Finals. In his second trip to the playoffs, in his fourth year in the league, which by this time, most felt like LeBron was in the game for a long time. It was only his fourth year. He took a team to the NBA Finals. They would lose to the San Antonio Spurs in just four games, but still, now he's been there. He's got a taste of it. Ooh, we're going to see LeBron in the playoffs every year and in the championship. Book it, stamp it, it's going to happen. Here's the thing. LeBron was going to the playoffs and made it to the finals with a team of, well, nobodies. Castoffs. You heard the names, but they weren't guys that you could put on any other franchise and they would have did anything. In the 05-06 season, he had Drew Gooden, Larry Hughes, Ilgowskitz, and Andrew Veljao, which was just his first year in the league. The year they went to the finals, it was pretty much the same team. Now, after going to the finals, they got to go back, right? Well, unfortunately, something were hap- would to happen to a team east of Cleveland, the Boston Celtics, as they watched this young, brash young man take his team to the finals and get ready to take over the entire east. Well, they couldn't let that happen. No, no, no. See, the Celtics, if you go back and listen to my last episode, they actually put together their own big three. It might have been, in some people's minds, the first big three of the modern era, where they would go get Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen, and then in that year, stop LeBron from going back to the finals as they would beat they would beat him in the second round. Now, here's LeBron. His resume started looking like losing the second, make it to the finals, losing the second. What can happen? Well, going into the 08-09 year, the Celtics had injury. Ooh, this looks like this is the year. LeBron can get his team back in. They added Antoine Jameson and Shaquille O'Neal, who said, we're going to win one for the king. They didn't know, though, that Dwight Howard and his Orlando Magic, well, they had other plans. And those plans were to shock the entire basketball world beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, and go on to the NBA Finals. So now, the stamp is on LeBron. In six trips to the playoffs with one Finals appearance, he couldn't win. Now, for some, if that happened to any other player, that would have been perfectly fine. Any other player, hey, he's got his team in the playoffs, they're always in the hunt, they're always in the conversation. But not when you have chosen one tattooed to your back. Not when... Since your junior year of high school, people were considering you better than half the league at the time, which was probably true. They said LeBron would have been a McDonald's All-American his junior year. He just wasn't eligible. LeBron even tried to make it to the NBA because in golf and tennis, a 17-year-old could go pro. But the NBA was preaching at the time, no, no, you can't do that. This is a team sport. This is where men play. You can argue he was better than most of those men. But by 2009, 2010, unfortunately, good wasn't great. Good was Jordan, and he had not surpassed Jordan. At this time, Kobe was working on winning just his fourth NBA championship. So the league looked like it was going to go back 
to Kobe. That's the real heir of Michael Jordan. That's the real guy that everybody felt was more Jordan-esque than LeBron. LeBron was a poser. Kobe was the real deal. He was the carbon copy. LeBron, he just was a wannabe. LeBron didn't have the killer instinct. In fact, in fact, LeBron had his haters. Everybody hated on LeBron. In fact, it became the thing to do. If you were just trying to get views or listens, all you had to do was just hate on LeBron and easily people would click. Why? Because either they wanted to cheer for him or they favored with you what you had to say. In 2009-2010, LeBron and his Cleveland Cavaliers were gearing up again. But this time, the Boston Celtics were back and healthy. And the Cavs would lose to the Celtics in the second round once again. Where LeBron now could not get back to the finals. Somewhere he had been. Somewhere he had the taste of. He felt it. And his haters were there to jump on him. The momentum and it swings the other way and eventually Pierce hits the three-pointer and it's over. In the last eight minutes of that game, LeBron James, the two-time MVP, took three shots, three shots total. He ran from the ball way too much. One of the shots he made, which was an uncontested dunk. And yet, in the last two minutes, Rob Parker, I saw LeBron James give up. And in turn, his team gave up. The whole team did, They they all just said, okay, if you're giving up, we'll stop. We won't foul. And this was in a way that I could never have imagined a Michael Jordan or a Larry Bird or a Magic Johnson or even a Reggie Miller giving up with the game still a little bit in the balance. LeBron compared to Reggie might have been a new one. But that's where the tack came on. That's where the slight LeBron wasn't a killer. He couldn't will his team. Despite the fact that Reggie had better guys around him than LeBron did at the time. That Bird and Magic had other Hall of Famers. No one would confuse any of LeBron James' talent or in any of those playoff teams as Hall of Fame worthy. No one. Not even them. Where things even got crazy was, was is LeBron a leading man? It started having conversations like, could he be box office? It's like asking, is Jamie Foxx like Denzel Washington? Stuff like that. What I see, and truth is, from the start, I saw Batman talent, supreme talent. The biggest talent I've ever seen in the NBA. But the intangibles are much closer to Robin. He's Robin more than he's Batman. He's Pippin more than he's Jordan. I think that's a legit... But, like Batman, in that 2009-2010 season, nobody would have known that Bruce Wayne would change everything. For those of you that don't know, LeBron is Bruce Wayne in this conversation. And if you go back and watch the Dawn of the Justice League, One thing Batman wanted to do was put together a team. A team that can help the world. Well, the decision that was getting ready to be made would change everything. And it would change the landscape of the NBA forever. Hey, America's Tastiest Gaming Energy Drink of 2022 now is the official sponsor of Downright Sports. You can go to w.gg. And you can order a brand new starter kit, which will give you the shaker and two packs. If you use the promo code PLAYER1, you'll save 10% on that. It's the only energy drink. You don't got to worry about having any sugar. There's no artificial coloring. It gets you going, especially if you're up late, you're gaming, you're twitching, you're streaming. 
This is the energy drink just for you. And because you're a listener on Downray Sports, use the promo code PLAYER1. That's W.GG. You can also go into their Instagram and Facebook. It's Showtime. If you look back in 2008, the NBA was kind of in a weird place. Most importantly, their Olympic team. The Olympic team in 2008 was called the Redeem Team, which was a play on the Dream Team from 1992. If you let people tell it, Team USA hadn't won a gold medal since that 92, but they did because they won in 96 and they won in 2000. But 2004, the team got embarrassed, finished with bronze, and that team was full of talent, but they didn't want to play. You had guys like Ray Allen saying, if they ain't paying, I ain't playing, that kind of stuff. But then in 08, LeBron, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Carmelo Anthony, and some others thought, we're going to play for USA because we're Americans and we're proud to wear the colors. So they played together and they won together and they won big. But some didn't know at the time that there was conversation between some of these friends, the banana boat guys, if you will. Hey, what if we played together? Kind of started as a conversation. But then it turned into a reality. Now, because in 2009-2010, LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade were all going into free agency. So was Amari Stoudemire and a list of other players. So now, here's where things would change. In years past, teams told you where you were going to play. But in the 2010 offseason, the players told the teams where they were going to play. And that all came on July 8th, 2010, when a man known as a chosen one, a man some would say is more impactful on the league than any other player in the history. Why? Because he took the power out of the league's hands and out of the owner's hands and put it into the player's hands. When on July 8th, Live on ESPN, millions, millions tuned in for one man to what we now know is called a decision. In fact, it was just called a decision. Made a decision. Biting their nails, so I guess it's time for them to stop chewing. The answer to the question everybody wants to know. LeBron, what's your decision? Um, In this fall, man, this is very tough. Um, In this fall, I'm going to take my talents to South Beach. And um, join the Miami Heat. Miami Heat. That was the conclusion you woke up. 9.5 million people tuned in to hear LeBron make the decision. Here's the funny part about that. LeBron, once again, as I've stated previously, was now taking power from the owners and giving it to the players. Because now teams waited in bated breath to see who he would pick as if it was The Bachelor or he was the popular girl at the prom and she was going to pick between the football player or the basketball player or the nerd guy like it was a, a scene out of an 80s movie. Now, some think, well, Miami was the team all along. But, but that year, in that summer, just like The Bachelor or any stupid reality dating show, LeBron would have the Chicago Bulls, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Miami Heat, the New York Knicks, the New Jersey Nets, 
all sitting and waiting for him. And he would hold court. The king would hold court to see who can earn and bide for his love. Who would grovel enough to get the king's attention? Who could give the king all these riches? Now, if you don't understand what I'm trying to paint the picture for, in medieval times, there would be a king, and they would sit on their throne, and people from far and wide would come to the king's court, and they would present their riches to the king, and the king would decide to either take them or throw them aside. In this case, LeBron was that. He had some real decisions to make, and as you heard in that video, he chose Miami. Why? Well, let's look. Chicago. If he if he goes to Chicago, he's living in the shadow of Michael Jordan and his six championships. And if he can't win there, well, <laughs> you can forget about the stuff Skip Bayless said. It would never end. The Clippers were in there, but I think that was more just like uh, just to have the conversation because nobody in their right mind would have wanted to play for the Clippers at that time. The New York Knicks, now run by Phil Jackson. Well... Phil didn't seem to impress LeBron too much because Phil would say a lot of dumb stuff to make LeBron James a little worry about playing in Madison Square Garden for James Dolan and Phil Jackson, who were guys that seemed to be more stuck in their ways. If you look at the New Jersey Nets, who was soon going to become the Brooklyn Nets, there was kind of a Jay-Z involvement there, and everybody thought, well, he would love to go play in Jersey for that one year and end up in Brooklyn and he's going to be playing in Brooklyn and him and uh, Jay-Z just going to have this big Brooklyn hip-hop array event, but I don't think he wanted to do that either. And then it was his hometown, the Cleveland Cavaliers, that they pretty much felt he would cut a hometown discount. But I think LeBron saw the writing on the wall and Cleveland was never bringing in the right kind of talent for him. And quite frankly, if you're Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, why the heck would you want to go play in Cleveland when you could go play in South Beach or New York or L.A.? Because as we now know, this was always the plan. LeBron and Dwayne were going to find a way to be on the same team together. It just had to match up to where they wanted to be. Which brings me to Miami. I skipped them on purpose. This was a franchise that already had a championship, but it was kind of like, eh, they won one. This is a franchise that started in 1993, so they don't have this large uh, legacy, if you will, of overshadowing. He wasn't going to live in the shadow of another legend. He didn't have to deal with the bright lights and the headaches of New York having won a championship. And he didn't have to deal with, one, playing for the Clippers, two, sharing the same locker room as Kobe Bryant, who played in the same arena, who already had five titles at this time. LeBron can now go to Miami, carve out his legacy, and play clean and clear. But there was some that were not happy that LeBron was going to go play in Miami. What does say about the shift in power in the NBA? And also, what does it say about LeBron James? Well, clearly the Miami Heat are uh, in a great situation right now. Uh, they got three terrific players. I was disappointed. I wanted LeBron to stay uh, in Cleveland, to be honest with you. And, uh, I, you know, I, I don't blame the guy, but I think it would be a lot more important and significant to win a championship in Cleveland than it would be in Miami if he wins it. When you were watching this unfold and this courtship taking place, 
were you kind of putting yourself in LeBron's position to a certain extent or, or some of these other free agents in, in their position as, as you looked and watched this unfold and, and some guys jumped to new teams? Well, I'm on both sides of the fence here. You're speaking, as you alluded to, to a guy who spent 18 years for one organization. And I would have loved to see LeBron James stay in a small market. I think when you have a, a parity in the league and you have the great players in smaller markets, not everyone can play for New York, L.A., Chicago, Miami. But when you have a true superstar, arguably the best player in the league, like LeBron James, playing for a small market, it means so much. See, Webb, he can kind of understand this when he played in Sacramento. When you play in a small market and fans, they live and die by everything you do. To me, uh, you know, him going down to Miami, jumping on the bandwagon uh, of D. Wade and, and Chris Bosh, that's great. It's going to be great basketball to see. But for me personally, I would love to see him win a championship and, and stay in Cleveland. Yeah, LeBron didn't care about anything you guys had to say. It was about winning, it was about winning, and it was about winning. Now, we all know what the decision turned out to be. It turned out to be the greatest television in NBA history. Like, it gave us so much. LeBron went from being the hero to the villain. Some posed it as when Hulk Hogan went from being the good guy to joining the NWO. Yo, here's the NWO. Ready or not, here we come. This was so big. It was so game-changing. You would see, just like when Hulk Hogan signed with WCW, Miami would give them a pet rally. For now, LeBron and Bosh and Wade joining forces to help bring a championship to Miami. It was groundbreaking. We've never, ever seen anything like this in sports before. House, LeBron's kingdom, and Bosch's pit, baby. One, two, three! What happens after the decision is what changed everything. It wasn't the fact that LeBron signed with Miami and signed with two of his closest friends. No, it was how it was done. Up until then, players never had huge announcements. Up until then, players didn't make the decision. The teams set the press conference. 
If you go back and watch the history of free agent signings, the way it normally works is a player and his agent will tell the team, and then the team itself will announce that we are signing so-and-so. Go back and listen to LeBron's announcement. In his announcement, he says, I am taking my talents to South Beach. Not Miami is signing me. It's I. I am consciously being the one that's going to decide where I'm going to play. Which sent out in ripples to every big name athlete. Hey, I make the decision here, not the teams, not the players. Now, you, you see it somewhat in some of the other sports, but you really, really see it in the NBA. Where now in the NBA, players make their destinations clear. During this season, in the middle of the season, Carmelo Anthony made it known he did no longer wanted to play for the Denver Nuggets, a team in which he had success with. He wanted to play in New York alongside Amari Stoudemire and hopefully another player. They, you would hear constantly throughout that year how Carmelo Anthony wanted to play for New York. He would end up in New York. And it wasn't just him. It happened all over the league. The difference in LeBron James deciding to go to Miami and Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen going to Boston was Boston had to trade for those guys. Plus, there weren't any rumblings of KG and Ray Allen wanting to play together in Boston. When it came after the Miami Big Three, you now, every conversation comes down to when that guy becomes a free agent, where is he going to go? What team will he pick up? Not, is he going to stay with the team he's on? Who is he going to play with? He wants to play side by side with another mega star. During this four-year period of the Big Three in Miami, their second trip to the NBA Finals was against the Oklahoma City Thunder, who had their own Big Three that they had drafted in Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden. Well, they would lose in five games to Miami, giving LeBron his first championship, Miami his second championship. But what we would see is the ripple effect from LeBron's decision go to now Kevin Durant, who some deem was the second or the best player in the league. And the moment he became a free agent, he went and joined up with the Golden State Warriors, who were winning championships, was already a championship team. When he joined with Golden State, it was met with more vitriol than LeBron's because that was already a winning team. Miami wasn't. LeBron helped Miami get a championship. Kevin Durant just added to what they were already doing. And then it just kept going on and on. You would just see it after that repeatedly, 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 player after player after player. Heck, John Wall thought he was better off outside of Washington and going to another team. It didn't work out. You would see Kawhi Leonard leave San Antonio, go to Toronto, and find his way in Los Angeles with the Clippers, teaming up with Paul George, another superstar. Everybody tries it, but it's very hard that so many have duplicated what LeBron James in that first run in Miami did. What it changed, how impactful it was. LeBron joined the Miami and the decision and everything was the closest thing in sports to eclipse the NFL in its day-to-day-to-day coverage anyone had had or seen since baseball and steroids. You would see LeBron 
take the Miami Heat and make them box office. They had to be on all the time. And by making the decision, like I stated previously, he gave power to all players in all landscapes of sports. We will never again see a situation where one player will make a decision and have it broadcasted. But to the extent that LeBron has done it, the decision is the equivalent of when a kid in high school decides he's going to sign or commit to a college team. You know, you know, you see that in high school and college, but you don't see that in the, in the pros. LeBron's impact on the game and on sports, well, may have eclipsed Michael. Maybe not on the court, but definitely off the court. Michael's impact was he was box office. Michael took what Magic and Bird did in the 80s and blew it up. But everything was on the court. People wanted to touch Michael Jordan's greatness because of what he did on the court. LeBron made sure what he does off the court is as much impactful as it is what he does on the court. This has been another episode of Champions and Chronicles History's Epics hosted by Brent Reed. You can download all podcast episodes at Apple, Spotify, Google Play. Make sure you download the DJ Chase Radio app on Apple or Samsung devices. You can also listen to the show at DJ Chase Radio at DJChaseRadio.com. You can follow Downray Sports at Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. You can also subscribe to Downray Sports at YouTube at Downray Sports slash YouTube. You let that good love get to your head You know what it was before I let you in the bed You say you a doctor, always testing patients Now you got a dose of your own medicine, baby Let me tell you the truth, I was feeling you but Don't neglect the fact that I had options too You be tripping cause I play the game better than you I could find another man to get it wetter than you Sitting home looking stupid uh-huh. If you waste my time, I'll be ruthless uh-huh. Hanging up my phone, that's what the truth is oh, yeah. Now I'm gone, you see, see, that's clueless hey, hey, hey. Had to kick you to the curb Boy, you getting all my curves You'll get what you deserve You had to get curved You had to get curved Kick you to the curb, curb, curb.
fixed it. Something like a bat, I need to go batter, go batter, n- n- knock it out the park. Something I can hit with, wrap my lips around it like a big split. Push my breath out to make it fit, fit. Callin' Master Spinner, said what you want for dinner You get a thick milkshake for dessert, drippin' down your chin Oops, I forgot to put the top on the blender You want the championship, we fuckin' with a winner Pay which way, of course, won't find it at no stores This kind of dick only exists inside of these four walls Pull up, run it up, lick it up, don't fret about the mess later You can mop it up, when you see me in the streets, keep it low, we can dab it up Double tap with the click, make it pop it up Thick stick, something like a bat. I need a go batter, go batter, n- n- knock it out the park. Uh, something I can hit with, wrap my lips around it like a big split. Push my breath out to make it fit, fit. Come, baby, here's the table set. You don't need no folks, follow my lips. It's fit, lips, lick if it's legit. Let it drip for a bit, and you can dip it. Watch you finish every muscle. No, I don't wanna force it. I'ma build you up each brick by brick. I'ma top it off with mortar. Now, the bitches better duck down I will snatch your whole crown Oh no, no, she don't play round If I give you my heart now, no homie Do not play clown I will put your remote on mute, it's quiet No, no, no sound I need a thick stick, something like a bat I need a go batter, go batter n- n- Knock it out the park uh, Something I can hit with Wrap my lips around it like a big split Push my breath out to make it fit, fit